um, some 10 questions here. And then what we'll do is okay. after that, we'll wrap up and we'll let people know where they can find you, what they should listen sure. to, what's coming up, all those kinds of things. Sure. So let me look at it. You bet. I want to make sure I have the 10 questions here. <laughs> okay. with the seconds here. All right. Okay. 10 questions. Okay. So your favorite Tom Petty album, and I think I know what this is going to be, but if you have absolutely had to pick only one, which one are you going with? It's going to be Wildflower. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a masterpiece. You'd, you'd put that in the top 50 albums of all time. Oh, easily. I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. probably put it in the yeah, top maybe 10. Maybe top 10. Yeah. Uh, 10. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like you said, it's, it, I think the thing with that too, though, is, is everything is amazing yeah. about it. The songwriting is amazing. Yep. The production, Rick Rubin just was exactly the right guy at the right time yes. for Tom in that process. The band was at their peak musically. Ferroni yeah. comes in and adds this different thing, the different yeah. dynamic. Like all the pieces fell into place for the album to be what it is. And yeah, it's just I said that if, if I didn't have James, if I could pick a producer, it would be either Rick Rubin or George Rakulis. Yeah. You know, because that work he did with the, you know, the Jayhawks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those first two albums with the Jayhawks that George was producer on uh, Hollywood Town Hall and Tomorrow the Greengrass. Uh, I turned into a Jayhawks freak too. Nice. You know, on top of the petty stuff. But yeah, it's got to be Wildflowers, you know, as, as my favorite album. But, you know, there are others I like too. I, I, I think I told you I really like the Yellow album. Yeah, she's the one. Yeah. She... Oh, yeah, yeah. Overlooked. I, I, I love it. You know, who gets, to, who gets to write a song called Asshole? You know, that's... Well, that's, no, that's, a, the... that's a Beck song, though. That's a cover, right? That's 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 a Beck oh, is that song. A, yeah. Is that a Beck song? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was cover, but still. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. It was a Beck song. That explains a lot. So I should have <laughs> known that, I guess. So. But, uh, yeah. So, okay. I didn't know. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And again, like it is such an overlooked album. And I think because I overlooked it for you, too, because, oh, it's a soundtrack album. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be yeah, an odd set. Of... Yeah. 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 But it's got walls on there, man. One of the best. Yeah, you know, I'm. I uh, I've uh, I've taken to sometimes opening with walls now, but I haven't come up with the, with the drums and stuff for it. Yeah, and uh, and I'll play the harp parts uh, of you know the circus version. I'll play the harp parts with the guitar break and that sort of yeah. thing. So yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite version of that song is the one. They, there's a live version you can see online where they're doing it at the PBS soundstage, and yeah. uh, Scotty Thurston plays the yeah. harp and the, the way he harmonizes with Tom on that song is yeah. just like melts me. It's amazing. In my in my fantasy back in the day scott thurston goes off with another band and tom puts out a call for a utility player <laughs> and i go well hello tom i can play guitar i can play 12 string pretty well finger picking mcguinn style i can uh, play the harp i can even bang out chords on a on the piano if you want so i'd be happy to fit in there with you know with uh, where scott was working for you what a luxury hey to be able to bring scott thurston into your band. holy <laughs> hell man yeah unbelievable unbelievable yeah yeah so yeah okay so question two mud crutch or traveling wilburys it's got to be for right now traveling wilburys because i haven't gone back and listened to mud crutch okay so but ask me next year might and change I'll, and I'll, i might change yeah <laughs> But to, again, talk about perfect records. Those two yeah, records, yeah. and it's yeah. what I love about the Wilburys is it was just for fun. Like it was, it really was sure. five yep. massive stars who just came yep. together and they said, "Well, ego checked at the door. Everyone gets co-songwriting credit. We don't care who wrote the songs. We'll go out there. And we'll just play yeah. them for fun." Like that's again, that's what music should be. Too. Yeah, and it's great music too. Wow. I mean, all those songs are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, if you could join the Heartbreakers on stage for one song. What would it be, and what would you play and or sing? Well, I think I was thinking about this, and I think the best way I'd fit in with Tom would be to on the harmonica. Okay. And 
and I'd want to, I was thinking, uh, I've done this a couple times sitting in with blues guys who did and other bands that did uh, uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Okay. And I was, I, I sat in with a guy named Hector Anchando and uh, here in Brookings, he's a great blues player, absolutely killer. And uh, I blew harp with him on a couple songs. He invited me to. I did those, and they, I, he probably thought it was done, but I didn't realize he was going to do the. One of his last songs was going to be Mary Jane's Last Dance. Nice. I hear him start up with that, but he's not in a key you rec- you'd recognize. He's just like he's like in, he was like in, D flat or something like that. Right, and right. I, so I'm sitting there with my twelve harps, listening, <laughs> trying to figure out what keys, and then I got to figure which one to cross harp on that right because yeah. in the in the album version it's a minor gd and you cross and you do third position harp with it right with a g harp right uh and so i i finally figured it out and i jumped up on stage with him right he looks <laughs> at me like this and i started doing the harp parts you know and the crowd just went wild oh that's all awesome kids that were drunk and when I blew in the heart parts on there, they just went absolutely nuts. I had chills going up my spine. Like I felt like a real rock and roll star. <laughs> and uh, so we're just wailing on that. And I do, do that. And when the song's over, I take my harp and flip it out to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden I said, uh-oh, that was my D-flat harp. I haven't got another one. Yeah, I need that back, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should. Anyway. So that was great. And then I've done that a couple other times where you come in, just people go, bands will play it, but they might not have a harmonica player, right? Yeah. You got a harmonica player to play those riffs. People just go nuts once the harp comes in. Well, and it's one of those and, songs that you, the harp is the hook. Like yes, that, it, yes. That's the hook. In there, yeah. yeah. And so what I'm thinking is that, uh, you know, if Tom was in the mood, we'd just extend that at the end and trade riffs on harp and guitar and just go nice. on for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and just just melt down the whole house. That's so in my fantasy. That's probably how I'd want to do that. So. And isn't it, isn't it bananas though that that was a song that was just kind of hanging around? He actually wrote Indiana Girl, the, the precursor to it, in the Full Moon Fever sessions. Yeah, yeah. I uh, couldn't get anywhere with it. Didn't have a wasn't happy with the lyrics. You know, it didn't work and everything. Yeah. But then Greatest Hits comes around and they need a song. Well, I've got this one laying around. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. the only, I still contend that is the only new song on a Greatest Hits album that actually belongs on the Greatest Hits album. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Do you, know, uh, do you know the story behind You Wreck Me? Yeah, You Rock Me. I yeah, 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 yeah. One lyric. Yeah, yeah. 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 With all fans said, no, we're not doing a song called <laughs> You Rock Me. And he comes up with You Wreck Me. And, yeah, okay, we can go with that. I can just see, I just, I can just see Mike going, yeah. Oh, yeah, now we can Now do we're it, cooking. You know? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what great. What a great riff that is, though, too. And again, it's one of those things where all the best riffs in rock and roll are the simple ones. Oh, you mean on your wreck me? Yeah. Or, it's or, just or, or, that, on, on um, your wreck me. And the, the tone on that you know, guitar. Oh, my God. You know, that is, that's what I want to say. That's the quintessential rocking song because you're just, you're just sitting there, D A E. You're doing yeah. that riff and then you do G D A, you know, and then you come back. And then he goes to that bridge, which is just great. And then yeah. you just slam into it again and, you know, if you got a guitar player, they're just wailing away, you know. So and that's that's just such a straight ahead rock song that you know, I don't even have to think about it. I just get up and do it. I've got yeah. it so locked in and just bam. And you can, you know, I'll do those first two songs I told you about. But then when I go into you wreck me, that really gets the crowd moving once they hear that. Because they're not expecting that. You know yeah. what I mean? A lot of people might have played the other two, but that not so much that one. I yeah. think it's and, also it's it's also one of those songs though that <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. It's fun to play. Yeah, exactly. And fun to listen you know? to. 
there's a lot of songs that aren't fun to play, you know, but that one's just fun to play. And it's it's one of those songs that even if you don't know that song, as soon as you hear it, like, you know, the first time I would have played it with my wife sitting in the in the backyard drinking beers, it's like, who's this? I'm like, it's Tom Petty, sweetie. Oh, this, yeah, I really like this one. I've never heard this. Uh, yeah, was this yeah. on the radio? Yeah, it was a single, yeah, but it wasn't yeah, yeah. huge. But yeah, just a, it's a great song. Yeah, the only problem with that is the original version. Somehow they they capoed up, you know, and they play it enough, <laughs> you know. And so, but then when he played it live, they didn't do that. Yeah. But when I saw, you know, I saw I only got to see him once. I saw him up in Winnipeg in about 2017. Okay. At the MTS up there, and Win- uh, yeah, Winterpeg. <laughs> Winterpeg, yeah. Oh, I had a girlfriend up there. You know, that's about half my songs are about her. You know, my heartbreak <laughs> stuff. But uh, uh, no, he was up there. Uh, he came through to MTS. And uh, good Lord, Steve Winwood opened for him. Oh, my God. He almost blew Betty off the stage, man. Yeah, Winwood's great, man. Yeah, Winwood. And Winwood had a guitar player that was really fantastic. Yeah. I don't know his name, but, man, Steve Winwood is just a monster. And, uh, no, that was a great show. Uh, I can't remember all the songs they played, but, you know, that was just, I guess, a fairly typical Petty show, and they just rocked for three two and a half hours you know whatever so. well that yeah i mean that 40th anniversary tour was it was a pretty set that wasn't they didn't, they didn't it change was, it was oh was it, it was before? before that no that's about 2016 or 2017 yeah well 17 would yeah. have been the that would have been the the 40th anniversary tour the final tour so yeah was that when did he die 2017 yeah oh so then it must have been like 2016 okay so I, i'd have to dig out the ticket and look but it wasn't the final tour i'm sure of that okay yeah, yeah, it wasn't the final tour. And uh, uh, no, that was a great show. And on the way to the show, my girlfriend and I got this absolutely drenching downpour in Winnipeg. And almost, you know, <laughs> it was flooding the streets and everything. So I'm, I've got a song cooking around in my head. And the title of it's going to be Tom Petty Rain. Very cool. Because there's a nice tie to Louisiana rain there. That works. That's good. I'm going to yeah. tie it into the Tom Petty rain and talk about, you know, how things were and going to see Tom Petty and stuff. Awesome. So, I look forward to that. Uh, uh, yeah. I haven't done anything with it. I haven't found the melody I want or whatever, but just the kind of the, the timber of it and, and what I think yeah. would be cool. So don't tell anybody. Okay. okay so we, I mean, this is going out live. <laughs> not live. We're not live. But, yeah. Um, don't tell anybody. Don't tell it, folks. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, so you saw Steve Winwood open for Tom Petty, which, like you say, is a, that's a pretty big deal. Oh, that who would was be a big your, show. Who would be your dream opening act, though, at a Tom Petty concert? If you could have picked anyone from history, you know, anyone at all? Uh, you know, I that's a tough one, man. Uh, two bands I like that would deserve to open them would back in the day would have been Wilco or the Jayhawks. Right? Okay. Yeah, but I think nowadays. I would, there's this guy from Nashville named Aaron Tasjen. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I follow him on, uh, on Twitter and I saw okay. him here in Sioux Falls and I think he'd be a great opening act. He wouldn't blow, I don't like to blow the house away, but he would, he would be an artist who could, he can really play okay. and he can really rock. A guy like that. Um, let's see. That's a, that's a tough one. Another band that would open for them. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the tough. I think I, I'd like to open for Tom Petty. There we go. Yeah, that I would be the guy. Yeah, I'd want to open for him. That would be cool. See, I've inter- uh, I've interviewed musicians before, and I've been waiting for someone to say that. Yeah, no. If you, I, I was, I was telling, you know, someone, you know, I. One of the reasons I thought I, thought I couldn't be a musician because I thought I'd have stage fright because I had a little stage fright when I played drums back in the day, right. you know, because I was just certain. 
the other night I got up from a crowd and must have been two, three thousand people, you know, to uh, play harp with this band. And then I did three of my songs in between. Yeah. And I was relaxed as could be, you know. So, you know, there ain't any issue there. And I'm <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I'll open for Tom Petty if I'd had a chance. Sure. There I'd open go. for anybody if I got the chance. Yeah. And <laughs> I might suck, but you know, I'm not afraid to. I'd do it. So yeah. That'd be great. Okay, so who is your favorite band member other than Tom? Well, uh, we already talked about Scott, but Mike on lead is such a genius. Yeah. Just, I can't think of a lead player I admire more for sticking to the song the way he does. Yeah. And coming up with just the economical solo you need and and all the fills and, and uh, just, he's just so great on guitar and so versatile man like that guy can so play versatile. anything yeah. it's unbelievable yeah. how good he is it just finding the yeah. bones of the song like he said so there's a little bit in um i just did depending on you that was this week's episode which dropped today yeah. and there's a little bit of a it's, it's almost like a surf rock thing that he does and it's just a little lick it's, yeah. not, it's not a solo it's not a big part of the song but it's just this little texture that he puts in to yeah. give the song exactly what it needs like and he does that all the time he's such a craftsman yeah, yeah. I, I just can't get over it and you got to remember how much stuff he wrote with Tom. Yeah, and other people. Part, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, he wrote, he's written so much that was uh, the music parts that got into Tom's song. Mm -hmm. You know, Refugee, you know, all that, probably most of Refugees coming from Mike, right? Yeah, that's Mike's Refugee. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, me, same thing. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. So, uh, so you got to, and the other guys are absolutely fabulous too, but I think Mike is just, uh, just, beyond compare and he's a yeah. he's a real musician's musician too right like he's one of those sure, guys yeah. he's a gearhead he loves he loves yeah. instruments he loves the tech he yep. loves pedals yep. and all yeah. that kind of stuff and he loves the process that's the other thing i was going to say to yeah. you you seem to be one of those guys too that the end result is one thing when you get to the end in the song you've written a song and you finish the song that's fun but you also seem to enjoy the process of getting to that part of okay well what guitar do i use what tone do i need well can I yeah I, I like i like that part of of uh I've, okay i've got a song how can i make it better by adding the little hooky things or what the parts that it needs you know yeah you know do i put the 12 string in here does this have harp and and it's like building you know it's like building something and want to see something pretty at the end you know or whatever you know? so yeah, yeah I, I enjoy the process i enjoy the process of writing so much just yeah you know a song uh what's a song i did uh like that in the summertime you know, I'm pretty proud of how that sounds. And, you know, that just came from nowhere. Yeah. Yes. And we just built that, you know, we found that I found the chords and the melody. Yeah. And uh, the chorus and, uh, you know, we had to keep it four minutes so I can put it, couldn't put in every riff and thing I wanted to do, you know, but, you know, if I'm playing that live, I can, I can go into a, a G minor seventh C seventh jam at the end. That's just all pure jazz, you know, and yeah. just keep with that. So. That was funny. People the other night listening to that song were like, going, it's a jazzy little thing, you know? So like, you know, it's a little boss now. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I have to say, yeah, I like that. And I, I'm pretty sure I'd have a lot of fun working with Mike Campbell. Oh, you know, on stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty well, sure. And that's the other thing that I, I get with, you get that sense with Mike is that he has been on, he's played on a lot of records. He's written with a lot of people. He's played, sat in. You no, know, he does people. those videos where he explains all how he yeah. came up with everything. And that's just like, Oh my God. You know, like that song uh, on here um, uh, on Wildflowers, Hard on Me? Yeah. 
or no, was, no, don't fade on me. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So here I am. I know he's in drop D and I'm trying to figure out what he does. Right. <laughs> and I can't get it, you know, cause he does that thing in the, in the chorus. Yeah. I, I, then I see the video and he says, well, I take this shape up here and just do this. And I'm going like, yeah, <laughs> like that, you know? So yeah. That's uh, yeah. So it's great that he does that. You know, you get to, he explains how he came up all the riff, all the riffs in Refugee, yeah. and all these other songs, and American Girl, and all that. And when he explains it, it's like it's just like he's explaining. Well, of course, this is what you do. You know, it just yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, so yeah. simple, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, you know, uh, he changes guitar every song. You know, oh, uh, I've like... seen bands that change guitar every song, but Mike, you know, they got like eighty guitars on the road with him. He's changing every song. You no, know? yeah. And but still, he'll go back to that telly, or he'll go back to his Rickenbacker, and there's certain like yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the bedrock yeah, instruments yeah. that he, he's going to go to. But okay, so if you could see any Tom Petty concert from history that you obviously that you didn't go to, which one would you go to? Or is there sort of an era or a period that you would like to go see? Well, I have to say that I would like to go back and have seen them just for my own edification, to see them when they were really new. Yeah. You know, I, 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 his shows got kind of standardized over the years once he had the final version of the band, yeah. right? It's like, I love going to Wilco shows. I've been to like six or seven, but okay. they've gotten pretty much the same when you go to see them. You know, you, I know when I got to take my bathroom break because they're going to do, uh, you know, that one love song thing, you know, but so it's like that. <laughs> so I'd kind of like go back to the, I'd like to go back to like maybe their first big headliner gig okay uh when they were in the early version you know a big you know maybe uh you know when they came back from england and then they hit a hollywood bowl or or some big one of those big shows when they're really still kind of raw and just yeah. all full of that energy tom got pretty tired looking near the end you know well, he's old you know, man. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know he, his hip was not good and you know. yeah yeah you know i mean <laughs> he got where he looked like he was a little bit done and i would like to see anyone who was just raw and edgy early on so if i could offer a ticket that would be one of the shows it's yeah. it's funny that you say that because that's one of the things when i because I, I answered these questions my 100 100th episode and that was one of the ones that i'd like to go to as well is because i got the same thing when you see when you get into tom petty later in life and you see clips of him playing live yeah he's not moving around that much he's playing the songs and it's still a good show but in those yeah. old days man he was a lunatic yeah, 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 and yeah, dancing and jitterbugging. It's like, yeah, I want to go see that Tom Petty. You know, well, I, I just, it's just, I'd like to hear how raw and, and heavy the bounce band sounded back then. You yeah. know, like when they did American Girl or Refugee, and they were just, you know, they had everything cranked up high and all that. You know, I, I, I don't know where I saw, I saw an episode of where they were filming Tom, and uh, it's funny, the sound was like only coming from the monitors, so you're hearing what Tom band was here on stage and i was like wow this is pretty you know there's not much to this i mean yeah. they're playing the chords they know what chord they're playing but when you got out in the audience of course it's blasting and i was like holy yeah. wow and then it was it felt really low energy so i'm like let's go back to where they played some club you know and they just pulled in off the road right and they're just still half lit or whatever you know yeah and just you know it's just one of the nights when the magic happened and they just burned down the place. That's that's the kind of thing I'd like to see. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we've already established that you're a big fan of uh, the Yellow Album, as we're, as we're yes. going to call it. Yes. So which is your favorite version of Walls? Walls Circus or Walls Number 3? I have to say, uh, I have I like, I listened to them both again today. 
And I really like wall circus the best. Okay. And for various reasons, um, I like the 12 string thing in the, in the center. Cause yep. that's, that's, that's single note picked on 12 string. And I like the crazy circus sounds at the end and stuff. And there's, it's got a little bouncy energy. Now the other one's more straight ahead. They're both in the same keys. It's a little bit more straight ahead. And then he, and he done, he does the cross harp on a B flat harp during that bit, you know, yep. and, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure that it works the best, but it, you know, it is what it is. And, but I, I decided that I probably, I probably like circus the best, but I can combine them now because I can, uh, I can do the hard part <laughs> for the guitar. And then when I get to the end, I can, I can, I, I can do that. If I get a double rack that I can hold two harps, that's what I need. So I can do the tonic <laughs> and the cross harp. So that's two oh harps. God. And then, well, you know, John Lennon, Lennon used two different harps on Love Me Do, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got okay. the main riff, and when he does his solo, he had to pull out a chromatic, I think. Ah, well, that makes yeah, sense, you know, I guess. No, you yeah, said yeah, that, yeah, you read the story. Yeah, you can't, you can't do the solo on "Love Me Do" with the with the C harp or the G or C harp that he uses. Interesting. On that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 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 harp for some reason I don't know why is an instrument that comes very naturally to me. I don't have to think about it. I can pick out almost any melody without thinking on on harp. And it's just a great sound. And I, and I, yeah, I, and I, uh, and I love cross harping, although you don't, you know, with a five note scale, it's hard sometimes to come up with things, but, uh, I played harp for three hours the other night on all kinds of country songs and whatnot. Had a, had a great time. And yeah, I have, I have a great time just playing harp. So yeah, and I'm getting a little reputation for that around here too, as a harp player. So that's nice. That's never a bad thing, right? Cause you can get oh, some, no, you can no, get some no, work. Yeah. 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 yeah I, you know, yeah, I'd get on an airplane with 12 harps. It's not like having to take, you know, your amp and your guitar, you know. Yeah, I'll, call me down in Nashville. I'll play harp for you. Yeah, your, lo your loading's a yeah, lot yeah. shorter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 12 harps, man. I can go anywhere, man. Well, you might have to have a little bag with your like, your bullet microphone and a little 5-watt yeah. amp, you know, that kind of thing. If you're going to do, you're going to sound like, you know, uh, Blind Willie, whoever from Chicago, you know. So, Blind Dagmut Willie. Yeah, yeah, I was order, yeah. Anyway, no, I have a lot of fun with the harp, you know, and uh, it gives me a lot of uh, gives me a lot of range because I can do all the Dylan stuff. Yeah, you know, anything, any harp, any guy that does harp, I can do it, you know. So, oh, man, I was listening to Highway sixty one last night. That album is just it's out of this world. Like I know that people didn't love Dylan going electric, but thank God he did because if we didn't if we didn't have that album, life wouldn't be much. Oh, boring. absolutely. And you know the thing about it is most of that music on there is just. Straight ahead blues, one four hundred percent. It's the li crazy lyrics and stuff, you know. Yeah, it That's is. Yeah, cool. and the, like, have you ever have you ever read the liner notes? Oh yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just this weird flight fantasy. What the hell is he talking he, about? He, yeah, he uh, he. Uh, you know, Dylan's. A, we could talk for hours about <laughs> Dylan. And he's Dylan's stranger than anybody knows. I mean, he is truly a strange individual. He's probably a, a bodhisattva or whatever, you know, but. He's a strange dude, you know, yeah, he is. even the way he walks and talks is strange, you know, but still <laughs> you never can tell. Cause I remember, uh, there was a video on YouTube or something and Bob's up in Montreal or someplace hanging out in a trailer. Right. Yeah. Okay. He's talking to these kids in the street. Have you seen that video? I don't think so. so the guy comes back and interviews him in the studio. I mean, in the, in the, in the trailer. Okay. Bob's just going on and I'm like this after like 20 minutes. <laughs> this guy's this guy's 
got a connection to something else that nobody else has. Yeah. You know, it, it's that's the thing about him, you know. So one off. That's how it is. Yeah, with him. So. Okay, so if you could pick any artist to cover any Tom Petty song, and I know this one's a difficult question, who would it be and what song would you like to hear them cover? Oh boy. Uh you know, uh I'm not not sure. I was thinking uh I was just as a joke, I was gonna I was gonna have I was gonna say I wanna hear I wanna hear Bob Dylan cover uh, 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 um um uh, no, what is uh, listen to our heart. I want to hear Bob Dylan do listen to our heart. <laughs> oh, I could go with that. I don't know. I think that'd be a wheeze. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I have that on my set list. I haven't done it in a while. I just I was fool around today on the guitar stuff. So, you know, I, I bring that one back in, man, because uh, that's a nice song. If I really, I have this Taylor 12 string that I've, uh, that I pull out for some stuff and it yeah. just, it just, just rings. I love the. I just the, love the team because I taught myself the finger pick, the hybrid finger style with the okay. two fingers like McGuinn does. So I can do like Mr. Spaceman and all that finger picking stuff. And, <laughs> and when I get that 12 string out, man, it just, it just wails, you know, put on some compression. And yeah, it's such a rich sound, hey? Oh, and get it chingy, chingy chimey. And uh, yeah. you can you can really fill up space with that. So yeah, this is a joke. Yeah, let's have Bob Dylan do listen to a heart. You know. <laughs> you want her to think Well, you know what? We're only probably about two years away from AI will be able to do that for you. You know, we'll be able to tell I, AI. I was to, telling you know. somebody the other day, I said, you know, uh, I said, you know, your favorite movies, you're gonna be able to dial up which actor you want to play which part. Yeah. And and so and I said, and look, you can listen to watch all those movies and never have to see Tom Cruise again. <laughs> put in another actor besides Tom Cruise. Someone taller, just a little bit taller. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. No, I think it's got, you know, it's scary, you know, like with the songwriting and everything, you know, you don't yeah. know who's doing what. I think, uh, I think we have to rethink it because it's not really that original. It's AI's going out and stealing from everybody yeah. and then just regurgitating it. Yeah. It's not, it's not original. It's it's learning and it will get to the point where it is coming up with, you know, original, it will get there to, to come up with original pieces. But as a music fan, I want to go listen to someone who's written a song. I want to go listen yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah, Tommy Edwin yeah. sing Empty Chair because then I've got that connection with you on stage. And you so know what? The AI is never going to replace that. If you come to see me, I, um, the only pre-recorded stuff will be the drums and bass stuff. Yeah. There's not going to be vocals. I think, you know, I, I talked to the Wilco sound man up at a show in Duluth. And he says, you know, Tom, he says, these guys are one of the few bands left that every instrument's being played live. Yeah. And I said, oh, what? I, said, I mean, oh, playing yeah. to tracks, you know, yeah. It's... Yeah, if you knew what was going on. So sometimes I feel funny about having, you know, uh, a looper, but I recorded all those myself. Yeah. You know, when I, uh, the drums, I put in the bass and rhythm guitar. That's because I don't have a band. I couldn't have a band. I, it would be like, if I was going to have a band, I would be worse than John Fogarty or <laughs> anybody. It would be like those guys would think they were playing for Hitler, you know, telling them exactly. You know, I would be like, you know, no, you can't show up stoned, you know, and you, yeah. you know, play it like that, you know, keep. And that, that comes from when I was a kid in Taiwan. You know, we were loose little rock and roll bands, but I went over to a country band. Okay. Hardcore country band back in the 60s. I mean, these guys with the cowboy boots and, and uh, uh, 
the greased back hair. And this guy I knew was auditioning for him. He was a pretty good guitar player. But man, those guys were tough. It was like, <laughs> you're not on a beat, man. And they kind of, I said, boy, if that's how they are in Nashville, those was a guy's a bunch of tough dudes, you know, music wise. So, what's his name? That there's a, I can't think of his name, Buddy Rich, the drummer, band leader. Oh, he was, a, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. There's, there's that audio that is of him kicking that guy off the bus in the middle of nowhere because he yeah. dropped like a B flat or something in the middle of the show. It's like, whoa, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's like, <laughs> Zappa was like that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, very, and I'm, I'm like that. I, want to be very well rehearsed not yeah. that we can do things different but you know i i that's why i can't have a band i could hire some guys if i got to go <laughs> live shows or a, a little tour or something if i ever get to do a tour yeah but i couldn't have a band with a, five other guys and babysit them and all their problems and everything hey, you, know, you never know you just gotta find, find the right guys right <laughs> see man it's like well here you try to get a band together here it's like well i can't because i gotta go to soccer with my kids that weekend you know? like, yeah Dude, we get to play. No, I mean, you know, the wife, I got to do this for the wife, or I can't do that. Yeah. That's a, there's a lot of that for the for sure. pickup kind of musicians. Bless their hearts, you know, they're family guys. Okay, we've got two uh, left, two questions left. Uh, what song do you most frequently recommend to people who don't know Tom's music? And I know this again is a difficult question because it's a bit situational on who the person is, what they like, everything else. But is the one thing that you would go to and say, okay, if you don't know Tom Petty, listen to this? Boy, I, I didn't, I didn't. Didn't think about that as much as I'd like to. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, it's a kind of a downer song, but I would almost say uh, "Good to Be King." Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he's got some song. He's got some songs with some real, some deep darkness in him. Yeah, that in his life. You know, he read about his divorces. Yep. I think that there was other stuff we didn't go know what was going on. You could see it gradually over the years. He went from this kick-ass rock and roller kind of guy to this guy who was getting more beat up and beat up by life. You know, yep. the songs all reflect that. And I said, go listen to that song. He's telling you about what it's like to be a rock and roll star or somebody who thinks they're big and how life is kicking them in the ass. And and that and that's that's just a great song, uh, in so many ways. I don't know if. I have to go back and look at everything, but and it's a downer kind of a song, but uh, yeah. But it's, but it's a one. it's a great song though too. And musically, it's absolutely it's beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the? Yeah. I just got to look something up here real quick because there was because it's relevant. Uh, you know, he has the, one of the things that I love about that song is at the end when they're doing that repeating wind down kind of thing is yeah. he goes up and plays that one riff all through all the chord changes, just stays on that all the way through. It's hypnotizing. Yeah. No. But yeah, no, that's just an absolutely fantastic song. And it's the thing with his voices, and like you said, he, he writes when he writes from a place of insecurity or darkness, his voice really helps. And there was a bit in Warren yeah, Zane's yeah. when Warren Zane's biography, Petty, he mentions that, you know, so Tom and Jeff both love Del Shannon and they both love yes. Roy Orbison. And yeah. both of those guys have got that same thing. There's just a little undercurrent of yeah. sadness in their voice. Always, even if they're not singing the same yeah. song, there's that little bit of heartache in their delivery that they can, they can lean into. So when you come to something like Good to Be King, then it's really, really useful to have that in your in your arsenal. I'm looking at my own album. I probably could be accused of that too myself on a several songs, <laughs> uh, like Phoenix or whatever. You know? Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, no, I just out just pull one out of the top off the top of my head. I, I have to say that song. Uh, 
cool. You know, there's, cool. I mean, there's just so many songs. What would you say is the most, most representative or what's the one that, right. Maybe what's the one that shows off as real songwriting skills that maybe that would be it. And if it was, if we we're going that way, I think I'd end up going choosing crawling back to you because some <sighs> of the lines in that song are just, devastating unbelievable you you uh you uh you talk about a song that had me on edge for the longest time and yeah. trying to figure out you know first of all back then the chords i was playing i would never think of uh the chord changes he was doing there because i think there's a f and b flat or something in there because how many guitars want to stay away from b flat right you know unless they're capoed up yeah and uh and uh then more and the guitar textures on that are just incredible you know on crawling back to you yeah and uh and so yeah okay. there's that's the other thing about wildflowers so many guitar textures that are so great yeah and they sound yeah. so but again it's that separation of sound too so that you can really hear them clearly like yeah you, can hear you know like on part. uh like on uh on uh um uh, time to move on he doesn't use an acoustic for the rhythm. He's got that Telecaster just flying yeah. away on the, and it sounds so great. Yeah. You know, just playing rhythm on an open, open chords on a Telecaster. Who so, would think it sounds like that? an old, sounds like an old country song, right? I mean, it's got yeah, yeah, same, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So. Awesome. Okay. Well, so yeah. I think, I think we, we did talk about this earlier, but describe Tom Petty in three words. Oh, I think I said absolute genius songwriter. There we go. You know, that's the first thing. Performer, absolutely great performer too. But, uh, when you think about Tom, I mean, it's it's all about the songs. Each one's yeah. got something in it, you know. It's yeah. He's revealing something or he's doing something in words that's great or musically great. So uh, 